Greetings Grapple fans, it's time once again for two different generations of professional wrestling fans to watch a match that Dave Meltzer has rated 5 stars or higher in his Wrestling Observer newsletter to see if we agree with that rating and try to figure out what our own personal feelings, emotions, uh, opinions are in relation to the pinnacle of the art form of the squared circle. Yes, it's Let Me Tell You Something, I'm your co-host Lorcan Mullen and with me as always is my co-host... Simon Cross. Simon, we've got a sort of um, we've got a regular episode, but it's uh, almost the bumper edition uh, because we have done in the past episodes where we haven't been able to get our hands on either any of the footage or a truncated version of the footage. And one of the recent episodes that had that situation was a match between Mitsuhara Masawa and Toshiaki Kawada in May in June. Just one second, let me get my notes. In May of 1994, we got the final 15 minutes, I think, when we watched it before. Yep. We did a mini-sode episode of it, and we uploaded it, and soon afterwards, we got a comment on the SoundCloud page of someone that actually had uploaded that episode recently, that match recently, in its full form, to Daily Motion. So we are going to include, in our episode review of what is the actual match of this one, uh, some references, some uh, some uh, allusions, and because this seemed the most appropriate one to do it, some comparisons, because we are covering in full, in this episode, yet another tag team match between Mitsuhara Masawa and Kenta Kabashi against Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. It's a year and a month on from that previous five-star encounter, and it is, although we had actually done another one in between then of Masawa Kawada, uh, Masawa Kabashi against Kawada and Tawei from January of 19... Oh, sorry. We... Oh, God, it's all over the place. Um, we've been doing a fair few Masawa Kabashi, Kawada, uh, Tawei matches, put it that way. And this is actually going to be the final one of that four-man combination. <sighs> and, Simon, you have long, have very often become a vocal uh, champion of this era of All Japan Pro Wrestling. I think you've become... It's fair to say, a very big fan as time has gone on, and this is no different. Uh, I would have thought so. Did you enjoy this match too? Uh, I, I loved it. I, I loved just... this match too. I, just to be honest with you, I don't actually have that much more to say about the 95 match. For the simple, for the 94 match, for the simple reason, I want to talk about this match as much as humanly possible. Because this match is flipping being incredible. I don't know if I, you know, Cy, but it has a bit of a reputation of being, a lot of people argue, the greatest tag team match of all time. Do you understand I, that status? I, I do. I really <laughs> do. I, I wanted to start, um, obviously we've seen him in singles action uh, quite recently against uh, Misawa, but this is really Akira Tawe's like, sort of the expansion of his coming out party. Mm. The man is a don-don machine <laughs> in this belt. He was just dishing them out left, right, and center. I think what didn't do the '94 match, uh, not the '94 match, any favors when we were going to include it in this is just that I watched it after this June '95 match. 
Same. And there are so many more complexities, layers added to this match that it made the 94 match look relatively simple in comparison. That's not to say it's not an excellent match, but it's just like after anything, something's going to, you know, after a match of this quality, everything's going to look like a step down, really. Yeah. Um, Because what this match has is roles for everyone, importance uh, moments. It goes through different movements and stages, but it also has this one over... Uh, arching narrative of Kabashi's weakened states. And you see it at the start of the match. He has his leg, his left leg, fully taped up above the knee. Yeah. And eventually in the match, that becomes a factor, and then it dominates proceedings going forward in this match. And the Mm. other thing that I noted in this match, Toshiaki Kawada is not in a good mood. No. He's (laughs) bodying fools left... He's just he's just dishing stuff out. I mean, I know I said that about Tawei, but he is just throwing like kicks, just mean, gnarly, angry kicks. Yeah, about whenever a, he possibly can. About a minute and a half into the match, uh, Kabashi and him are in the ring. Masawa hasn't tagged in yet. Kabashi whips, uh, reverses a whip into the ropes. And Kawada's coming towards Masawa, so just decides, I'm going to boot you in the face. <laughs> Knocking Masawa off the apron. And then about a minute or so later, Misawa whips Toshiaki Kawada towards the corner, sees Kabashi on the apron, and just goes, I'm going to boot you in the you face. As <laughs> just kept kicking people in the, like, in the head. just, And the crowd are like, oh. Well, I was reading into the background of this match, and, and to give you some more historical layers, especially for Kawada's perspective, at this point now, we are three full years into Kawada's feud rivalry with Misawa sort of overtaking his life, from the point where he stopped being Misawa's tag team partner in 92, when Misawa had already won his first Triple Crown and had beaten Kawada in a more uh, friendlier, in relative terms, title match when they were still tag team partners... Uh, But then when they had another title match, suddenly Kawada becomes a lot nastier in the way that he fights Masawa, but he also falls short again. At that point, Masawa tags with Kabashi and Kawada tags with his former rival, Tawei. And just as whenever they're in the ring now going forward, Kawada's just got this massive chip on his shoulder, wanting to one-up the guy that had been part of his life since they were in high school together, Masawa being a year above him. So already you've got that kind of he can never. There's this great line that George Harrison, to bring in the 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 group that we constantly compare these four to, the Beatles. Um, George Harrison was in the year below Paul McCartney, or he might have been two years below because of how the ages worked, date of birth and everything. And and McCartney was always a little bit condescending to him. He always saw him as his big brother, and you see that through to the end of like if you look at footage from the Let It Be recordings that George is always annoyed at the way that he talks to him. And there's yeah. this great quote in the documentary, The Beatles Anthology, where George Harrison goes, he was always 18 months older than me. Even to this day, he's still 18 months older than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's how time works. <laughs> yeah. um, and the fact that Misawa is that a little bit bigger, a little bit is much more handsome in the conventional sense. And it's just a better wrestler like i said our, our, our understanding of how kabashi how masara and kawada work is that kawada has more force masawa has more precision yeah um, it's more grace as well there's like yeah. 
yeah. flow to him. Well, he can do those moves. He can flip into the ropes now onto the apron and flip back into the ring. He has that Lucha Libre-inspired um, aerial moves, whereas Kawada has like the flying Inzaguri kick, but for the most part, it strikes and power moves for him. So yeah. he's bulkier. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 interesting how throughout this match it is defined by Kobashi's weakness and how will it affect the match going forward. And, and it also has echoes to me of the first match that we saw Kawada in where he was the student, the disciple to Genichiro Tenru yeah. uh, against Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy. And they take Kawada out at his knee. And so Tenru has to spend the majority of the second half of the match uh, trying to fight both men. It's never quite like that with Masawa. He is isolated for an extended period at about the halfway point when Kabashi's leg is completely taken out after uh, uh, Tawe does a don-don on Masawa where he lands on Kabashi's neck. Oh, yeah, this. <laughs> um, but the difference, I guess, in that is that Kabashi is literally trying to sacrifice himself to save Masawa during this match. Oh, it's really quite... Um tense towards the end he just keeps throwing himself onto um, misawa whenever there's like a chance um of misawa getting overwhelmed just stro- well, throwing's like a bit of a strong word he's mm. he's sort of crawling and then just draping himself over like the way a um uh your mum drapes a blanket over you when you fall asleep on the sofa yeah i, I think it was around this time that tommy dreamer did a very similar spot with uh, terry funk during a uh, tag match with Raven and Cactus Jack. I'm curious if maybe this match inspired him to do it or if it was just, uh, you know, great minds thinking alike yeah. coincidence thing. Um, but yeah, there's that sense of everyone has their role, really, that Misawa is the is the perennial top guy, but he's facing overwhelming odds at this point. Kabashi is the fighter... Uh, who's weakened, the weakened fighter. Kawada is just so determined to get his win over uh, Misawa. And Akira Tawa is kind of just like his big bully muscle best friend helping him out because he just likes a fight, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to get back into the historical elements of it, so Kawada loses to Misawa in singles. He keeps losing to him in tag matches. Whenever they win tag matches, it's not Kawada getting a pin on Misawa. It'll be at the expense of Kabashi or, or someone else in, in six-man tags or whatever. Um, Kawada finally wins the Champions Carnival in 94 by beating Steve Williams. That earns him his third triple ground title shot against Misawa, who's still in his first reign that's now gone on two years. They have the match that we've both, at this point, listed as our favourite match in the entire series so far. The first six-star match. Some yep. people to this day still argue the greatest wrestling match of all time, but Kawada still falls just short. Next match Masawa has is against Steve Williams, the guy that Kawada beat at the Champions Carnival, but Williams beats Masawa for the title. Then Kawada challenges Williams and beats Williams for the title. So Kawada gets his triple crown, but not by beating Masawa. He beats the However, guy, but he's, he's beaten got the that... guy that beats Masawa, but he needs yeah. that win over Masawa. There's a difference, you know? Um, and then Masawa, uh, but then Kawada has one defense against Kent Kabashi that goes to 60 minutes that didn't make it into this list, although some argue it's the greatest 60 minute wrestling match of all time. That was in January of 95. And then he loses the title to Stan Hansen in a bit of a surprise a few weeks before this match. And so then I can't recall if. Masawa wins the triple crown before this match or just after this match. 
But Kawada's obviously he thought he finally got what he wanted, and he's still not happy. <laughs> well, he hadn't really got what he wanted. Wanted yeah. he got the title, sure, but yeah. not beating Misawa. Yeah, that... and there's a moment where you can just see how much it means to pin that man. Um, Misawa's been like battered, sort of um, outside the ring. Tawei's hit these like um, one of his many don dons in this match um, onto the apron. Um, Kenta's jumped on top of Misawa to try and like protect him. Tawei's like just chucked him to the wayside. Mm. He rolls. Misawa into the ring and Misawa seems to have just that yeah. spark of ring presence just to yeah, roll yeah. all the way to the other side That's fantastic, and it's the yeah. look on Kawada's face of fuck's sake <laughs> and then when he finally does get him back into the ring and he tries to pin him it's enough time for Misawa to be able to kick out also because we've gone back to you know your your uh, the Misawa Tawe singles match a callback to that with the key Dondon off the apron. Again, he's trying yeah. to hit it. Kabashi goes to try and stop him, but Kawada stops Kabashi, and then Kabashi, then Kawada enables Tawe to be able to do that Dondon onto Masawa. And the way it's sold as well. I mean, um, the Dondon uh, in previous like six man tag matches, the Don- because Tawe seemed like a supporting player, the Dondon hasn't seemed as like impressive or effective as it's mm. certainly like it's it's sort of had a rebirthing in the yeah. last few outings we've seen Tawei be rehabbed mm. yeah and there's this great uh moment towards like kabashi as well throughout this whole match is incredible face work uh yeah and and injured you know wounded animal work and he's still trying to fight through it there's a there's a bit where he's trading leg kicks with kawada and he's hurting Kawada, who of course also has his knee problems that have been going on for years. But it's still not enough to... The fact that he's trying to match him leg kick for leg kick when his leg is so badly damaged sort of shows how he yeah. will not give up. And when Masawa gets in trouble, when they've you know they've knocked Kabashi out for about 8, 9, 10 minutes of the match... The way that I described it when Kabashi tags himself in, it's not so much like Robert Gibson tagging in after Ricky Morton's taking a beating. It's like Ricky Morton tagging in so soon after he's taken a beat. Like he tagged, he hot tags into a face in peril situation almost. Yeah. Um, although he does have those hot moments where he is hitting big moves on them, but very quickly it is that sense of he has a limited window before it all comes uh, crashing down on him when they were able to hit their big moves. but it, it, They just get smothered. It just yeah. seemed like the stars aligned for uh, Kawada and Tawai on this yeah. night. Yeah, the, the, but they are throwing everything at them. Uh, very uh, At one point, uh, Kawada hits his dangerous backdrop uh, suplex onto Masawa, and it's our first yeah. big head drop move of the match. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. Uh, Kabashi does a bit where he tackles Toshiaki Kawada to prevent a, a tag from happening. Um, and then he hits a moonsault on Kawada uh, for a really long two counts. Yeah. Um, Misawa hits a released German suplex and a tiger suplex that gets a long two. Um, he unloads some spinning forearms at one point, which just seemed to utterly, like, devastate his opponent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Akira Tawe goes for a, a, a don-don off the top rope on Misawa. Uh, yeah. Kabashi tries to stop him. Kawada stops Kabashi. Then Tawe hits the Don Don. Um, yeah, and oh, there's that fantastic moment where um, 
Misawa goes for a forearm. Kawada's able to block the forearm and hit a copo kick, a, a rolling yeah. kick to the face of Misawa. And it is just that sense of Misawa's in big, big trouble here. How's he going to get out of it? Just nothing's like... Well, he, Kawada has an answer for everything on this yeah. night. And uh, partly because K- Kabashi's in such a state. And like I said, like at two different points, K- Kabashi literally puts himself on top of Misawa to prevent him taking more of a beating. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, partly because of that, and also partly because, as I say, Tawe seems to have learnt from his like singles outing, uh, his foray into the singles division. Mm. He he's um, gone up a gear. He's found an extra level. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, there's a moment where uh, Tawe hits a don don on Kabashi, whilst Kawada hits his powerbomb onto Masara, and that again gets a really long two counts. Um, Kabashi covers himself, trying to uh, stop the beatings, but he can't. And then he gets hit with a dangerous backdrop Don Don combo. Yeah. I mean, they're just hitting everything in their arsenal at these I guys. I do Next love... Combo. Um, I, I love that combo. I love, mm. love that combo. It's or beautiful. Just two people are able to incorporate just, like, trademark it... moves together. Sort of like yeah. when um, that great bit where, where Shawn Michaels will hit a pet, uh, switch in music that knocks them into Triple H who can pedigree you. Yeah, like the um, great example at the uh, WrestleMania. I think they did it to Randy Orton at least once uh, during the Raystar KO feud as well. Yeah. Uh, but Masawa keeps fighting back. He drops Akira Tawa with elbows, but Kawada comes in, hits an Enziguri, a dangerous backdrop, a flying kick that Masawa tries to... Uh, Misawa tries to block the powerbomb, but finally, with Kabashi struggling to try and reach him and Tawa holding him back... Kawada hits his folding powerbomb, gets the three count, and his first ever pinfall victory over Misawa. And it got to the point now where I, I, I naturally, because I don't, uh, I try not to know a lot of the narrative when I'm watching these matches. I assumed that this would eventually happen in the singles match, so I actually was quite shocked. Well, it happens in increments. That's what's so clever about uh, the Kawada Misawa that he gets that victory, but it's qualified. Like, yes, he gets a pinfall on Masao, but that's because Masao's in a tag team with in, in a big match. But that's yeah. because Masao's in a team with a weakened Kabashi, and it takes Kawada and Tawe beating the shit out of Masao. It's not just Kawada on his own. No. either, And, and it's not Kawada... Like, they're not on equal footing still, you know? They're mm. still, like... There's a handicap for Masao and Kabashi going into this match that Kawada and Tawe exploits. Yeah. So there's always that sense of well, can he beat him in a in a fairer situation in the tag match or a can he do it on a rainy uh, Tuesday night in Stoke? That sort of thing. Because then the yeah. first singles victory that Kawada ends up getting over Masara is another interesting one, where I think it's at the next year's Champion Carnival in '96, I believe this is right, where Kawada, Kabashi, and Masawa all end up on the same points tally. And usually the, with the real world tag league, they don't have the playoff. It's just to whoever's the top is the winner of the league. Yeah. So that forces them to have a, a, a playoff of the three of them taking part in a match. So what how it works is that they flip a coin, two have to start, then immediately after that, the third one comes in and there's a second singles match, and then there's a third uh... match. And what happens is that it starts off with Misawa against Kabashi. They wrestle to a 30-minute draw. Kawada comes in. Fresh as a daisy, whilst Masawa's wrestled 30 minutes against Kabashi. So Kawada gets his first singles pinfall victory over Masawa, who's just wrestled a 30-minute match. 
And then Kawada goes on to have an epic match against the, the weakened but slightly refreshed Kabashi. Yeah. Like, Kawada's only had to wrestle a six-minute match against Masara and Kawada. Kabashi's in a very different situation. And they have an epic match after that, which I don't think got a five-star rating, but I'll hold off saying what the finish was to that in case we do have to cover it. Um, so, yeah, when you compare this to the 94 match, this is why I think a five-star rating kind of needs to be a bit more special, maybe. Mm. Because, like, this is such in a... Or maybe it makes sense to have occasional six-star ratings because this is, like, a step above even the... You know, this is a match-of-the-decade quality match, not yeah. a match-of-the-year quality match, you know? I, I I do understand the argument, and I get it, because both are, I would say, um, in the five-star um, pantheon. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that we're both giving this match five stars. Yeah. Um... Would you give the 94 match five no, stars? not quite. And again, it doesn't help that it was this match that... Yeah. It. So things become relative over time. You know, it's like how yeah. Meltzer wouldn't have given some of the matches in the early 80s five stars if they were wrestled now. Mm. But I think to this day, you'd give this match five stars. Yeah, and I, and I know we don't do this, um, but let's... The 94 match, let's say that for me is a 4.75 really i don't even want to consider going into that i know i, I know I we don't, don't usually don't like to think about it really but the reason i'm saying that is it's it's really an unfair thing to say because of how good the 95 match was that it's only a quarter of a star better if you see what i mean so i get why the yeah. six there's matches like this that make me see why quarter stars are inherently absurd anyway yeah, yeah they are but yeah. my point is I can see why a ceiling had to be raised. That's what I'm driving at with this. Mm. So, um, I guess this is shorter than we would mean to for a match that seems so epic, but I don't... I just go and watch it. You know? Yeah. It, it, it becomes difficult when you see so many good things on the same people. Like, how many times can you peel the same orange? Yeah. But, you know... This was a step above, so they did something special with this match they hadn't done in the previous matches. And is that because they knew the significance of this match? Because it is the first time Kawada's going to pin Misawa, so it needs to be special. Mm. I think it's a little of that, and I do think it is the growth, the continued growth of all four of them. They're they're just constantly learning, improving, and you know, dri- driving each other to constantly be better. Hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's <laughs> not much more to be can say. It's just, this is a fucking good match. Go and watch it. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> and it's I just got to pour one out for this Four Pillars combination because it's the last time we'll see them in this four... Because, um... They do wrestle again at the uh, real world, the, the strongest tag league tournaments a few uh, a few months after this, and Masara and Kabashi do win. I assume they lose the subsequent challenge of the titles to Kawada and Tawe, Um because very soon after that, in 96, Masawa uh, essentially. Jujo Nakayama gets graduates to that main event scene and becomes Masawa's standard regular tag team partner. Mm. And that's like the next tag match uh, 
two-on-two that we'll cover uh, of that will be Masaru and Akiyama against Kawada and Tawe. Uh, and then followed up by Masaru Akiyama against Steve Williams and Johnny Ace. <laughs> and, Johnny Ace still. <laughs> yeah, we have a Masaru, Masaru Akiyama uh, sandwich of uh, tag matches coming up. Because after that, it's another one against Kawada and Tawe. But that's going to have a very different dynamic. This will be, you know, because Kabashi at this point is a is a is the number three or four or guy in the division solidified and has pinned Kawada, has been pinned Kabashi at this point, has pinned Hanson and Steve Williams, I think, in singles matches. So he's not an underdog really in any normal sense. They had to give him the yeah. injury in this match to make him the underdog again, like he was in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, uh, but with Akiyama, that's going to be we're going to be back to that kind of dynamic again because Akiyama will be in a different position to Kabashi. They're, re- they're building and a he, different, a newer project, and he's got a different kind of uh, character anyway. In that he's this super rookie who's only you know a couple of years into the business at this point. But we do have one more match with Masara and Kabashi on either side on the same side to look forward to. So it's not quite the end of that partnership. But the next one that we're coming is another rematch. We're back in Joshi, and it's Aja Kong trying to reclaim the 3WA Singles Championship from Manami Toyota uh, in a rematch to the Tokyo Dome match that we watched a few episodes before, uh, where we kind of came to the conclusion that Aja Kong is as close as we've had to a, a female Brock Lesnar. Uh, will that continue to be the case with this match? It remains to be seen. But Simon, if people want to get in touch with you and talk a bit more about this match, maybe try and get a sneak peek as to where this will rate in your debrief rankings, because it looks like it's going to be uh, somewhere up in the upper echelons. I was thinking, actually, your your top three or four could be Masawa Kawada singles, Masawa Kawada's... Uh, uh, tag team match and a six-man tag involving Masara and Kawada as well. Well, yes, um, it, it's quite possible. Um, Could be the same it, for me as well, but with a Ric Flair Ricky Steamboat match uh, snuck in there somewhere, maybe. We'll have to uh, wait and see. People can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Free for the number of directions in the phrase left, right, and center, which I've used frequently in this episode. Mm. If people want to get in touch with me, it's Lorcan, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for ambidextrous, N for non-conforming. That's, if you want to put that gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Look me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, all those things. Uh, some I use more frequently than others. But until our next episode, that's all that's left to say, other than my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time.